Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, I am discussing emails and how do we deal with them. This episode was brought about because I have been struggling over the years, and it's been a pretty constant struggle. I mean, I do well sometimes, and then it just seems to just go crazy, and. I decided to make this podcast because for me, organizing emails and deciding what to keep and what to delete is a serious conundrum. And you know what? I think I have finally hit upon my sweet spot for this problem, and so I decided to share it with others in case they too could maybe be helped by it. If not, then they can just disregard it and figure out their own sweet spot. I mean, really, it's all about finding your own zin, as it were. But for me, for years, I would just try to minimize the subscriptions that I have to various things, and quite frankly, I did pretty good with that. However, right now, because I do have social media on Facebook, on Twitch, on Instagram, on Twitter, I constantly and YouTube, I constantly get updates and reminders from those platforms. And so it's really difficult to unsubscribe from those all because you do want to be notified when somebody makes a comment, etc. So what I have decided to do is I have my main inbox for my emails and I typically make it so that I literally have about four different Gmail accounts. The reason being is that way I have one that I go to to check my emails on my YouTube channel. If everything's good, then it really just kind of stays static. And it's also connected to like the podcast, for example, so that I can just monitor it with that. And I check that on occasion, but not a lot. Um, now, for some of the emails that we get, like for the Collaboration Comic Convention, which we hosted last year, um, Bob and I, we did... I do check those quite regularly because I like to make sure that no one's putting spam comments or, you know, crazy stuff. I mean, there's been a couple I'm going, really, this is interesting. Delete comment because this has nothing to do with the convention. But, you know, for the most part, I try to eliminate most of the emails for work to their own email address. My own personal ones are ones for my close business colleagues go to a separate email, which I can then check that email and go, oh, this is from so-and-so. Okay, this is of import. If it shows up in my primary inbox, it's going to be from either close colleagues at work or it's going to be from close friends. My promotional email, my spam, and my social for that account, they all get deleted. And you know what? For the most part, that's what I've done with most of those because if it shows up in promotion, if it shows up in spam, some people will go, what if you miss a great deal? Well, honestly, right now, I'm not really looking for any great deals because I already have everything I need and I have to move this summer again to a really cool place. And I'm like, I do not want to get one more thing. If anything, I want to eliminate things. So me getting a bunch of emails on these great big deals isn't really going to be of import to me since I'm downsizing, number one, and number two, saving money for my move this summer. So with those two things in mind, pretty much anything that shows up in the spam, promotion, or social feed ends up getting tossed. 
Now, if there's a comment or something like that for the YouTube channel or for the podcast, I will review it and then probably let it go. And so that's how I have come to downsize my email problem because it used to be that I would spend about two hours a week on a Friday sifting through my emails, making sure that everything was caught up. And quite frankly, I sat there and went, that's a poor use of my time. When for the promotional emails, I never really use them. So why spend even 20 minutes looking through them? For the social, same thing. I check if there's anything with comments. I check that. If not, it gets deleted. And having that ability to sit there and go, what am I going to decide to do with my time? And also sitting there and going, you know, I subscribe to this person because their emails are very informative. However, they don't need to be on my subscription list anymore because it's not that their information isn't relevant. It's just for me at this point in time, it's no longer relevant. And I can honestly say I've really whittled my subscriptions down to probably three to five different subscriptions for my emails that come in from people because I really just don't have time to read through things. And I'm actually not a very reading person. I mean, I'd love to be. I do like a good book. It's not that I don't, but I'm much more visually oriented or auditory. If I can listen to something, if I can watch something, I'm going to be able to do that with a lot more alacrity than reading through someone's two to three page email. And they're probably going to lose me on page one, unless it is absolutely fascinating. And so with that in mind, I really have cut down on my subscriptions and I've had more time to pursue the things that I truly do enjoy and which truly will be of benefit to me and the ones I care about as I move forward and with my business endeavors. Because it's like, you know what, if you're not going to apply something from a subscription and it's not going to provide relevance for you at this point in time, then you probably need to just unsubscribe from it. And, you know, every year around, you know, November, December, I kind of go through this period of time where I do a bit of a, a purge in my life where I go, you know, I go through my Facebook account, I go through my, you know, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, and I see, are the things that I'm following there still relevant for me? Are they things that I actually look up or do they just clutter up my feed? And, you know, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Are there connections on my friends list who I never, ever email and probably never, ever will? And me disconnecting from them isn't an affront. It's simply a, if we're not going to be, you know, connected and discussing things together, then there's really no need for us to be connected. And no offense, but for me, that's kind of how I define things. If there's no benefit to them or there's no benefit to me it's mutual then I'm probably going to say you know we're not going to continue the friend on Facebook or we're not going to keep the email subscription not because I'm being rude here simply because life is precious and you might as well spend your time you know building relationships that actually matter and that do have connection in them, whether that's online, whether that's offline. It's just really a good rule of thumb. So that is my little podcast on email organization. And again, the other thing I would recommend is if you don't have a way to file things, 
for me, especially with what I'm doing right now, I really have to have a good filing system. And for me, Gmail makes it super easy. If I get an email in right now, I check it. You know, there's one business endeavor I'm doing right now that because of the nature of it, I'm checking that inbox every day. If I get an auto reply that that email is no longer in existence that I sent the query out to, it gets deleted. If I get an email that somebody's interested in X, it goes into the direct file it needs to go into that's labeled because I'm working, you know, with a team of others who also need to know who is this individual, who is this person, and how does this email connect? And by putting them in a file system immediately, because I don't know about other people, but my brain has a short attention span. I'm not good with remembering names. I'm not good with remembering, you know, certain things. If I don't have a label that says, you know, this is from X, then I can go, oh, okay, this person is related to X, or this endeavor is related to X. And so for me, the labeling that Gmail presides is absolutely lovely. I can go in, I can check according to date, I can check according to name, makes it super simple. I also love Proton Mail. I decided this year to buy a subscription instead of use the free one simply because it allowed me to create more folders, which again, my life has gotten a little busier, a little more projects, sorry, hiccups. And um, with that, folders are a lifesaver. I mean, to me, they help mitigate my trouble with my inboxes. The one thing I will say about ProtonMail that I don't like is I haven't taken the time yet to figure out how to prioritize emails. So like, I belong to Paperback Swap and Swap a DVD and Swap a CD. I don't use them hardly at all anymore, simply because of where I am located on the planet and my life. However, if I do get an email from them, I like to be able to read that because it is one of those emails that's like, you know, I still, those I keep subscribing to. And for some reason, those always end up in my spam folder. And I haven't taken the time to figure out how to change that. And that can be a little problematic. So for me, I try to do most things through my Gmail account. I know there's a lot of people who do not like the security of Gmail. They have things against Gmail and Google and all that. And you know, I'm not even saying that, you know, everyone has to do their own journey and they could even have some very valid points for their concerns. But for me, I'm not really worried about Google or Gmail or, you know, any of that, because quite frankly, life's too short. And for me, I don't really have anything that I'm worried about having you know, so that if necessary, someone could see it. That's not something that greatly concerns me. For other people, it would concern them. The only reason I have Proton Mail is because I do like that, like when I'm traveling, it is a VPN service and they have encrypted email. So like say I'm at an internet cafe and I send that email, I don't have to worry about, you know, it being seen by someone in the internet cafe which is something that I find kind of reassuring, especially when you are abroad and you're not certain of your surroundings. And I also love their VPN service and I'm not being paid to promote them here. So that's not why I'm doing this because, you know, for literally, I think it's like, I don't know, 10 to 15 US dollar equivalent a month. I have a great email system and I also, that's encrypted for when I travel. And I also have the VPN, which I literally just tap a button 
and I'm on a server anywhere in the world. I can choose whatever server I want to be on and the speed and all that is calibrated. So for me, those are the two email systems I use. Also, the main thing is minimizing the flow of information. We live in an age where we are absolutely inundated with information. And in my opinion, you know, that's a good thing in many ways because when something happens, the whole world knows about it. Whether that's good, bad, or indifferent, they know about it. However, it can be overwhelming. I think that's one reason why I do try to minimize my email subscriptions. It's one reason why I seldom, if ever, check the news. I mean, I'm probably one of the few people from America who was born in America who I really don't check the news very much. I might check my cell phone maybe once a week. And quite frankly, over the past month, I haven't even done that very regularly because I'm going, you know what? I usually get an email or text from friends that tell me, Anna, did you hear this? And I'll go Google it then and go, okay, this must be important because so-and-so mentioned it, so I will go check this out. But for the most part, I try to minimize my information because honestly, for my day-to-day -day life, it's not that it's not relevant. It's simply that, you know, I've got a lot of projects going right now and the flow of information could be too much. So minimizing that so you can be effective in your work, in your life, in your home. Because, you know, for me, most of the people I've met who have a lot of information coming at them, whether it's, you know, through subscribing to 50 different people for their emails or listening to the news every day, three times a day, they're much less happy than the people who don't do that. And so for me, I look at life and I go, what's the example? What's the end result of that process? And then go, do I want to have a life like that? Or would I rather have a life like this? And that's kind of how I make my decisions because it's like, what's your end goal? What are you striving for? And you know, that's, I think, what you've got to ask yourself when it comes to your emails, your life, or your work, whatever you do. But that is my review of emails and what to do with them. With that out, check it at the round table. Bye.